Welcome to another wonderful show, and um, thank you, Bulgaria, for putting us on top. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And this is um, episode, Rock Show episode 174, and the next uh, episode will reach a milestone, 175 episodes of the Rock Show, and we counted down to 200. At 200, I think we'll do like a really big uh, show, because 200 episodes, holy moly, I can't believe it. Uh, and yeah, we'll probably right. hit that. Well, I guess we'll hit that next year. I don't think it'll be this year, right? Yeah, if we hit it next year, I think we should do it like from the Mohican Sun or something. Yeah, I'm down. I like that you place. Know? Yeah. Go down there. Do you get a card from there? Because if you get a card from there, you can probably get free rooms and stuff. They start comping you real quick. You know, I, I when I when I went, I was I was comped. So I, it wasn't in my name, you know. Oh, so okay. I, yeah, but I'm planning to go. I want to go back there again, maybe in June for Sandy's birthday. Yeah. So I might take her there. So then I'll probably get something after that. All right. So Mike, who are we talking about today? Is this uh, the the 174th show? We talk about this woman here. Look at her. Yeah. Her name is her name is Nina Hagen. Okay. Nina Hagen is a German punk rock uh, siren <laughs> kind of woman. Uh, operatically trained vocally, um, as you could tell, uh, very unique uh, in appearance and performance and everything. She's been around for a long time, uh, close to 50 years, okay? Uh, not as active now. I mean, she has some stuff coming out, but not as active in the last, like, 10, 15 years as she used to be. But in the 80s... Uh, Anybody that was around then, anybody listening, you guys remember her. Uh, I think she's one of the most unique performers I've ever seen, okay? Uh, I did catch her live once, okay, uh, back in the, I want to say, maybe 90, 91, 89, some, somewhere around that time. I don't remember. But uh, I just remember the show being like, what the hell, okay? And... People like that, I like to do shows on, you know, unique individuals that make a difference. And uh, she's definitely one of those people. Damn it. She was born in 55, so she's pretty, she's up there, she's man. pushing 70, all right? She's, you know, about 67 now, I would say. She's 67, yep. Exactly, yeah. 67. Yeah. Um, 
She's often referred to as the godmother of German punk. Okay. Uh, known for the theatrical vocals, the operatic vocals. Uh, and she kind of came to fame during the, uh, the late punk rock, late 70s, and early new wave of the early 80s era. Okay. Uh, way, way bigger in Europe than she was ever here. Uh, however, she did make a splash here at certain times. She's been critically acclaimed, and she has a pretty strong cult following in America. In Germany, uh, because she started out when Germany was divided in two countries. She's originally from East Germany. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, in Europe, she's huge. Okay, even now. Okay. Uh, but in the 80s, in America, she was starting to make some headway. Uh, she got some MTV airplay. She... Do you remember, if you remember U68? She used to always be on that, some of her videos. Uh, she was controversial when she would go on talk shows. Uh, she had some very out there philosophies about religion and aliens and all kinds of stuff, which we'll get into. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, I, I got about 15 pages of notes. It's going to be a good show. And, uh, I'm just, you know, you, you probably wonder why am I doing a show on her? But like I said, it's, you know, she started out in that punk rock genre and ended up really being her own thing, which I think is great. I think it's, that's what you want to strive to be. I always like the, the people that are unique, you know, the, the, uh, the David Bowie's, the Nina Hoggins, the Lemmy from Motorhead, you know, people like that, that are like iconic, but unique. Yeah. So, uh, she was born March 11th, 1955, in what was then East Berlin, in Germany. Uh, she was the daughter of Hans Oliva Hagen. Uh, he was a script writer. And her mother was Eva Maria Hagen. She was an actress and also a singer. Her father survived the Holocaust, uh, being held as a prisoner in Moabit between 1941 and 1945 until he was liberated by the Soviet army. Okay. So she comes from this world war two background, uh, obviously being from Germany. Um, her paternal grandfather was Herman Karl Hagen, who was Jewish and he was murdered at the Sachsenhausen concentration camp on May 28th, 1942 at the age of 56. Hedwig Elise Caroline Stott was Nina's paternal grandmother. Uh, she was also murdered at the same concentration camp. Uh, Nina's maternal grandfather, Fritz, Fritz Buckholz, died during World War II. Uh, there's a lot of German names in this podcast. Forgive me if my pronunciation is, is off. Uh, I don't speak German. But... Uh, her parents divorced when she was two years old. During her childhood, she rarely saw her father at all. Uh, at the age of four, she studied ballet, and she was considered an opera prodigy by the age of nine. She yeah. already had that operatic voice. Yeah. Now, when she, uh, when, when, when Nina was 11, uh, her mother had a relationship with a man named Wolf Bierman. He was an anti-establishment guy, uh, anti-government, 
Uh, he was a singer and a songwriter. And Bierman's political views later influenced the very young Nina. Uh, she left school at the age of 16 and went to Poland, where she began her career. She later returned to Germany and joined the cover band uh, Fritzens Dampfermand, which means Dampferband, which means Fritzens Steamboat Band. <laughs> <laughs> now, together with Akim Menzel and others, she added songs by Janis Joplin and Tina Turner to what was considered an allowable set list during shows. Remember, this was East Germany. Okay. Yeah. The government controlled the music and the whole scene and whatever set list you could have had to be approved by the government before you could perform them. From 1972 through 73, Hagen enrolled in the vocal training performance program at the Central Studio for Light Music in East Berlin. Upon graduating, she joined the band Automobile. Okay. In East Germany, she performed with that band, becoming one of the country's best-known young stars. Her most famous song from this early period of her career was called Du hast den Farbfilm vergessen, which translates as You Forgot the Color Film. Lyrics were by Kurt Demmler, and the music was by Michael Huback for that song. And it was a subtle take and a dig at the very gray, sterile life in a communist country. Uh, in 1974, at the age of 19, she performed songs on Czech TV shows. Her musical career in East Germany was cut short when she and her mother left the country in 1976, following the expulsion of her now stepfather, Wolf Biermann. Now, it's very interesting. The circumstances around this, about the family you know, leaving East Germany is very exceptional. Uh, Biermann was actually granted permission by the East German authorities to perform a televised concert in Cologne, Germany, but denied permission to recross the border back to his adopted home country. Wow. Okay. Biermann, from what I understand, and I'm not an expert, but what I understand is he was a, a, a extreme communist. Now, East, Ber East Berlin was communist, okay? East Germany was communist. Why wouldn't they let him back in, okay? Well, apparently he was even too radical for them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I understand it, okay? Yeah. Um, now, what happened was after he couldn't get back in, Nina submitted um, that submitted an application requesting to leave East Germany claiming that Biermann was her biological father. Oh, shit. Okay. And threatened threatened the country in this application that if she was not allowed to leave, she would become the next Wolf Biermann. Oh, shit. So they said, there go. <laughs> yeah, you can leave too. Okay. Uh, so four days later, permission was granted. And she would settle in Hamburg, West Germany, where she was signed almost immediately to a CBS-affiliated record label. The label requested that she acclimate to Western ways. Okay, she grew up under communism. It was culture shock to come to the West. Uh, they said she needed to travel. So she arrived in London 
during the peak of the punk rock movement and was quickly taken up in a circle of people in the movement that included the female punk band, The Slits, which we did a show on last year, yeah, right? Two years ago. Few, yeah. Yeah. Now, after returning to West Germany in this, during this time in London, she formed what was called the Nina Hagen Band in West Berlin. Uh, it was in the Kreuzberg district of that city. They released their self-titled debut. That's it right there. Uh, the Nina Hagen Band, self-titled, in 1978. And it included the single TV Glotza, which musically was a cover of the American band The Tubes song White Punks on Dope with entirely different lyrics sung in German. <laughs> the album featured an older song from her East Germany days called Rangen, which translates as Go For It. The song was reworked musically for this uh, and updated pretty much for this album, but it was the same old song that she had been doing. Uh, this she debut went, album. So well, she went to West Germany and um, did she have control? Was it like East Germany and West Germany? Could she write whatever, say whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was she was signed to CBS, a CBS affiliated label. Yeah. And, uh, ha, you know, she was allowed to do what she wanted. West Germany didn't have those strict no writing rules. and performing rules like, like East Germany, you know? Okay, now, this would have to get approved. She could just Go to a right. concert, do a concert. Okay. Exactly, exactly. It was like being here, you know, same okay. thing. Okay. Right. Now, this debut album gained significant attention throughout all of Germany and abroad, and abroad pretty much, both for its hard rock sound and for Nina's operatic and theatrical vocals. However, soon after releasing the album, relations between Hagen and the band members deteriorated uh, it happened pretty much over a, a European tour that they went on. Mm. Hagen actually quit the band in 1979, though they were still under contract to make another record. Okay. So she, quit, she quit her own band. She quit her own band. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, this album is called Unbehagen, which in German means either discomfort or unease. Okay, so they recorded a second record. Um, the band recorded the music in Berlin, and Nina Hagen relocated for a short time to Los Angeles, where she did her vocals. Now, this album includes the song African Reggae, uh, the song Werleben Ermernach, which is a German language cover of the Lena Lovitch song Lucky Number. Uh, the other band members without Hagen, soon developed a successful musical career as the band Spliff. Now, they went on to do that. Now, meanwhile, Nina Hagen... Spliff. 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 There you go. I know, meanwhile, Nina Hagen's public persona was growing and creating quite an uproar. She became infamous for an appearance on an Austrian evening talk show called Club Two, on August 9th, 1979, uh, the, the topic of the show was youth culture, and she demonstrated quite explicitly various female masturbation positions and also became embroiled in a heated argument with other guests on the show. Uh, the talk show host, Dieter Sifrans, had to step down after the show because of such controversy. <laughs> okay. 
She also acted with Dutch rocker Herman Brood and singer Lena Lovitch in the 1975 film Cha-Cha. Uh, Brood and Hagen would have a long romantic relationship after this that would eventually end when she couldn't tolerate his drug abuse. Uh, she would call Brood her soulmate long after he committed suicide in 2001. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their relationship was over a long time by then, but, but she still called him a soulmate. Now in 1980, a planned European tour was actually canceled and Hagen returned to the United States. A limited edition 10 inch EP was released on vinyl that summer in the U S two songs from her first album with the Nina Hagen band were on the A side and two songs from the second album Unbehagen was on the B side. All four songs were sung in German, although two had English subtitles, English titles for the songs. Yeah. In late 1980, Nina found herself pregnant from a man named Ferdinand Carmelka. She would break off that relationship and move to Los Angeles. Her daughter, Cosma Shiva Hagen, was born in Santa Monica on June 17, 1981. In 1982, Hagen released her first English language album called Nun, Nun Sex, Nun Sex Monk Rock. Nun yeah. like Catholic nun. Nun Sex Monk Rock. And it was a mix of punk, funk, reggae, and opera. She followed with a world tour with the No Problem Orchestra. She, she toured with a complete orchestra. <laughs> So, hey, so, Mike, the first album, the first American live um, album that she took was probably like one of those European special albums. <clears throat> or was that a U.S. release? Not like you had to get a European copy. Um, no, I, I, I believe I believe the, the records were not imports. Uh, she was on a CBS-affiliated label with the Nina Hagen Band. Yeah. Um but it's the I, first two albums in, in one album, pretty much. Oh, you're talking about the EP that came after that. Yeah. yeah. What, the, what, the, what the record company did is they took two songs from the first album, two songs from the second album, okay. and made a four-song EP out of it. Okay. Just to give her more exposure. They used to do that, you know? Yeah, that yeah, that's what I was asking. So that, but that was like an American release. That, wasn't that like was an American movie. release, yeah. Okay. And then she had, you know, um, she was going to sing in English after that. So the EP was kind of an introduction to her, I guess. To her, okay, and, yeah. Yeah, and then when they came out with Nun Sex Monk Rock, okay, now that I think you have a picture of that album. She looks like the Virgin Mary holding a baby. Oh, yes. Let me look for that. One, I got it somewhere here. Yep, that's it. Nun Sex Monk Rock, Nina Hagen. That album cover caused a lot of controversy. <laughs> Okay. People, people were kind of offended by it. I guess I, I, I don't know. It's you know, it's not that offensive to me, you know. But yeah, you know, I don't get offended easily. But you know, some people felt it was. Um, in 1983, she released the album Angstlos and commenced on a short European tour. Now, by this time, Hagen's appearances in public frequently included discussions of God, UFOs her political and social beliefs, animal rights, something she was always interested in, and vivisection, which is the, you know, the research that people do on animals, okay? 
Also, she made claims of alien sightings, which, if I remember right, I, I had read an interview with her many years ago, and her daughter's name was Cosma, okay? And it had something to do with, you know, witnessing a UFO. Okay, wow. she called her Cosma after that. Uh, the English version of Angstlos was called Fearless and generated two major club hits in America. Uh, the first was a cover of the Swedish singer Zara Leander, a song called Ik Weiss, Es Weird in, in Mal and Winder, Geschken, <laughs> I can't pronounce it. And the second being a disco punk opera version of the song New York, New York, that Sinatra sang, okay? Uh, during 1984, Nina Hagen spent a lot of time in London where a TV feature on her was done. Okay, so she, her music was, you know, sometimes she had almost a disco beat in some of her songs. These songs would get played in the clubs and they would become hits in the clubs. Places like Dance Interior and stuff like yeah. that would play her music. Now, in 1985, the album In Ecstasy, in Ecstasy fared less well, but did generate the club hit Universal Radio. And a, and a cover also of Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. The album also included a version of her singing My Way, uh, recorded earlier in 1979. I believe it was a live performance on that record. That album uh, in America was called In Ecstasy, okay? In Ecstasy is German. In Ecstasy was the she word. She got a little pattern here. She, got a, she has like a Frank Sinatra kind of kick. Uh, in a in a weird way, you know, like well, she did New York, New York. Yeah, and yeah, and she did my way right after that. Yeah, I mean, the the girl could sing anything, okay, yeah. really, uh, but she has this this operatic voice, sometimes over like a disco beat or a punk rock beat. Okay, punk that rock sound, huh? That girl, Nina Hagen. The girl that, in the picture. That's her. <laughs> that's her. Opera yep. voice. Yep. <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it until she opened her mouth, you know? So she performed songs from this album during the 1985 Rock in Rio concert. Uh, during this concert, she met and befriended Brazilian musicians as diverse as samba diva Beth Cavajo and Brazilian yeah. punk singer Supla, who was in a band called Tokyo. Now, Supla would invite her to contribute vocals to their 1986 song Garata de Berlin, which translates as Girl from Berlin. And that song today is still big in Brazil. And it's what everybody remembers her for in Brazil. That one song with that, that band called Tokyo. Um, the, the video for Universal Radio, which was on that record in Ecstasy, is, is shot at Rock and Rio. And she's playing in front of like, it has to be a half a million people. Wow. And the crowd's going absolutely apeshit, okay? And it's a weird song, you know, but it's it's it used to get a lot of airplay uh, on U68 in New York City, which was like a what we had before cable was in the city. You know, MTV existed, but remember, the city wasn't wired up for cable. So you, yeah. had, you had U68 on the UHF stations. And they would play videos all day on on 68. And Universal Radio, I used to see it every day. It was yeah. like always on. So, and it was just one of these things you just sit there and stare at it because she's just so unique. Uh, 
It was stuff yeah. that you would never see anyway. You'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the hell is this? You know? Now, award-winning film director Lothar Spree produced a TV documentary for the German television station ZDF. Uh, this was followed by a launch of Nina's UFO fashion underwear at the anti-SAFT, which was like, I believe, a the anti-SAFT uh, protest. I think it was like a nuclear anti-nuclear war kind of thing uh, that was in Zurich in in uh, in Sweden. Uh, Sw where's Zurich? Switzerland, right? Yeah. Yeah, she joined New Wave icon Steve Strange on stage for a performance there. Simultaneously, fashion photographer Hans Schmid produced a Nina Hagen cover for German Cosmopolitan magazine. Uh, also, music publications like Bravo and Music Scene also put her on the cover of some issues. At the end of 1986, her contract with CBS ended. And she released what was the Punk Wedding EP independently in 1987, which was a celebration of her marriage to an 18-year-old punk from South Africa named Iroquois. It followed an earlier one-off single in 1986 with Lena Lovitch called Don't Kill the Animals. Lena Lovitch was also very big on animal rights and, and all that. They teamed up together with that stuff. In 1989, Hagen released the album Nina Hagen, self-titled, which was backed with another German tour. In 1989, she had a relationship with French stylist and music manager Franck Chevalier, which produced their son Otis Chevalier Hagen in 1990. In the 1990s, Nina lived in Paris with her daughter Cosma Shiva and son Otis. In 1991, she toured Europe in support of her new album called Street. And in 1992, Hagen became the host of a TV show on RTL Plus, which is a German station. Uh, also in the same year, she collaborated with Adamski, an English DJ and musician on the European smash and minor UK hit Get Off, Get Your, I'm sorry, excuse me, called Get Your, Got Your Body or Get Your Body. Uh, the following year, she released Revolution Ballroom. And in 1994, Hagen starred in the acclaimed San Francisco Gerthy Institute's The Seven Addictions and Five Professions of Anita Berber. Now, she played the singer version of Anita in that story, alongside dancer Darla T. Uh, T. Garden, who portrayed the other professions of Anita in the play. Her voice was also heard on the Freaky Forkin' Weirdos single, Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. <laughs> Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. That's, wow. a, that's a song by uh, Ian Dury that they covered. Yeah. <laughs> British, the British singer. Now, um, in 1995, she released the German-language album Freud Uke. The English release was called Be Happy, Be with two E's, like the insect. Yeah. That was in 1996. Nina would then return to San Francisco to star in another show called Hanusen, Hitler's Jewish Clairvoyant. She also collaborated with electronic music composer Christopher Frank, along with Rick Jude on a song called Alchemy of Love, which was the theme to the French film Tenshi Moyu. In which in love, which Tashi Mayu in love. Yeah. In, in May 1996, 
she married David Lynn, but would end up divorcing him in the year 2000. Uh, in 1997, she collaborated with German hip-hop musician Thomas D. In 1998, Hagen became the host of a weekly sci-fi show on the British Sci-Fi Channel and went on another German tour. In 99, she released the devotional album On Nama Cheve, which was distributed exclusively online. Okay, that was the beginning of the internet. And wow. included the musical version of the Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, Hagen believes that the Hindu incarnation of Lord Vishnu, known as Krishna, was the king of Jerusalem and sometimes refers to Krishna as Christ. It's kind of a mix of Christianity and Hare Krishna stuff. Yeah. She also provided vocals to Witness and Berit, a KMFDM song on uh, their album Adios. Yeah, that was pretty MFDM is like that metalish band, right? Yeah, they had metal, they had pretty much metalish, but they were also like very very like technoish. Indu industrial kind of sounding. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them. I think the lead singer's name was Pig. Pig. Yeah, they were, they were like that. Yeah. Now in nineteen ninety eight she recorded the official club anthem Iserne Union for Football Club Union Berlin, and four versions were issued on CD. So she made the anthem for the for the soccer club. Yeah. In 1999, she played the role of Celia Pichum in the Three Penny Opera by Kurt Weil and Bertolt Breck, alongside Max Rabi. She also regularly performed songs by Kurt Weil, Hans Eisler, and Paul Dessau. Uh, set to many of Breck's texts, okay? Very unique kind of collaboration in her music. Yeah, uh, I know. She, she incorporates a lot of, uh, you know, stuff you'd never think you would put in a song, okay? But, you know, I don't know. For me, it, I enjoy listening to it. For me, it just works. But in 2000, her song, uh, Seanest de Welt, became the official song of Expo 2000 in Hanover, Germany. 2001 would bring yet another German tour following the release of Return of the Mother. Hagen, who was a supporter of HIV AIDS denialism, wrote the song Hand Grenade on this album for Christine Maggiore, who's a leader of the HIV AIDS denial movement. You know about that? No, I didn't. I had no okay, clue. It's, it's uh, I'm not an expert, but what I understand is it's like they believe that HIV doesn't cause AIDS. Oh, they think it's something else. They think it's something else. Okay, and uh, you know, a little bit that I know of it is there is like some kind of evidence of this, uh, but you know, it's, of course, it's never been researched. Be a good topic for our conspiracy show, right? Yeah, that's I never even heard of this. Yeah, it's it, you don't hear much about it anymore. It was bigger back maybe about 15 20 years ago, but uh, there are people that 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 do believe that it's not real, like what they're what they're talking about, it's some other kind of disease. Okay. It might have been something that's been around, but they didn't have a name for it, so they said, you know what, we'll name it this. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's also people that, that think that HIV was, you know, created, you know, so that's a whole a other of, show. A lot of people believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was supposed to target more like gay men and stuff like that. But gay men and minorities and things. Like, I mean, they, they, there's a whole movement on that. Um, but she's got she's got a unique belief with this. It's you don't hear about it much anymore. And you know this point, that, it, that's it, this, about the same way we find out how the guy that killed Lena wanted to kill uh, David Bowie, that which is what's led to another kind of crazy. So we'll probably do something on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. There's always a conspiracy out there to talk about. Now, in 2001, she collaborated with Rosenstaltz and Mark Almond on the single Total Eclipse with Dai Schwarzi Witwe that reached number 22 in Germany. On October of 14th, 2002, Nina toured in Moscow, I believe, for the first time and did several TV interviews. Uh, Hagen dubbed the voice of Sally in the German release of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Due to the death of Elizabeth Volkman, who is the German voice of Marge Simpson in 2006, Nina was a strong contender for that role, which eventually went to someone else named Anki Engelke. She did a cover of Rammstein's Seaman with the band Apocalypta. Apocalyptica, sorry. Uh, later albums include Big Band Explosion in 2003, in which she sang numerous big band swing songs with her then-husband Danish singer Lucas Alexander. This was followed by a Greatest Hits album. Okay, I believe the first one. But she was. She kept. She's still active, taking out oh. albums, working, taking out albums, and she's yeah. she hasn't stopped. Yeah, I mean, yet. she's already around. Already around for 25 years at that point. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, she's one of these people that doesn't sell a whole lot of records, just enough to keep going, and tours a lot. You know what I mean? Most most bands, if they don't sell, they're done. You know, and but she's in this niche that she could sell enough to keep going and back it up with a tour. She probably, you know, she just probably has her lifestyle set and and, yeah. and that's it. She got to be said it needs 100,000 albums to stay in Redmond, you know, and just in Europe, she can easily do that. She in in Germany, that. she's still huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, not to make the comparison, but look at someone like David Hasselhoff, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, David Hasselhoff can't sell a record in America, but he sells <laughs> like crazy in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, our, fr our first rock show album of the year was a David Hasselhoff record. Yeah, I, I man. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, um, after the uh, that big band's cover record, uh, it was followed by a greatest hits album. And then the next studio album Nina would do was called Journey to the Snow Queen. It's really more of like an audio book than, a, 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 you know, something musical. OK, uh, she reads the Snow Queen fairy tale with Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker playing in the background. Very strange kind of record. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. In 2005, Nina Hagen headlined the Drop Dead Festival in New York City. That's when I saw I saw her again there, too. I forgot about that. Wow. I saw her twice. Uh, 
Nenin was an active protester of the war in Iraq. I remember she went off about that, okay, uh, during the, the performance. And in 2006, she was a part of the Pop Stars team, which is a show in New Zealand similar to American Idol. So she was on this paddle of, of, of people. And in 2009, she was baptized into the Protestant Reformed Church of Shotov. And in October, she toured Moscow again. Um, at this point, it, it has to be mentioned that, that she became like Christian. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So she went like full circle. Okay. And this was in, in 2009. Now, after a four-year lapse, she released her next album in 2010 called Personal Jesus. And she covers the Depeche Mode song. Yeah. Okay. As well as other spirituals or, or, or like Baptist kind of hymns. Uh, basically, she became an evangelical Christian. Yeah. And the album has been described as a collection of rock, blues, soul, and gospel songs. Uh, she also released Volk Beat in 2011. And then she released a, an album called Unity in 2022. Uh, you know, she's still active, not, not quite as much, but she's still out there. And what has to be mentioned also is that when German Chancellor Angela Merkel left office in 2021 she chose the nina hagen song you forgot the color film as one of the three pieces to be played at her leaving of office ceremony wow yeah and that that was from you know when she was playing in east germany way before the nina hagen band yeah. and angela merkel was originally from east germany so she obviously was a fan yeah so that's what i got for you today nina hagen wow that you know what I wouldn't even know who she was until you put her out there. You don't remember her at all from years ago, like just being out there as like this strange bird, you know, kind of. You know, you know, I smoke pot, I do drugs. Yeah, but, the, but you know, the, no, they they used to be like stickers made up of her appearance, like the Nina Hagen cover, the uh, Nina Hagen band yeah, cover. You know, you, you know what it is, Mike? You go. Like I'm one of those guys that go out and out, and I heard a lot of music. I'm not, I was like, I was like, I didn't look for it. I was just like, yeah. okay, I do these people, are. but it sounds good. And you probably heard it a bunch of times, but then after you had while, to have you know, hear it, heard some of the music somewhere. Yeah, so it's like, and then you 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 sit down, and one day you're listening. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, I knew who that was. That it's yeah. like one of those things, you know. You know, and her appearance in the '80s was so shocking. You know, people would put the, you know, like places like Bleak of Bob's would put the record in the window. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just for that, you know. That's the last album, the Unity album. Yes, yes. That's the early stuff. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. was very influenced by that trip to London she made and hung out with the slits and all that. That, yeah, like that picture, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Still out there. Uh, if anybody ever has a chance to see her, check her out at, you know, at least once. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, check out the records. March 11th. So happy birthday, Nina. Yes, her birthday's coming up. And maybe we'll put it out on her birthday. Let's see how it works out. Yeah, I think it's coming out around, around that time. Yeah. All right. That's great. That's great.
All right, Rob. So that's what we got today. Nina Hagen. Yeah, that's what I say. I say. So, how can people contact you if they need to reach out, ask you a question? Okay, uh, I'm all over social media. Uh, you could find me on Facebook under Rocco Mike. Rocco Mike. You could find me on the Rock Show Podcast group page on Facebook. Um, also, um, Instagram Rocker Mike Two One Two. Also on Twitter Rocker Mike Two One Two. You could find me on Clout Hub, MeWe, Parlor, Truth Social, Getter. I think that's everything else under Rocker Mike. I think you might have to get a link tree and hook all that thing up. Get all up together. <laughs> okay, you, you, you just Google Rocker Mike. I'll, I'll pop up somewhere. You definitely find. popped up. Yeah. And just like Mike, you can find me in every uh, social media platform and um, – also, we do uh, the, the YouTube channel and follow us on uh, every po- every podcast um, platform we're on. We're on everything pretty much right now. There's, there's no way you can't find us, but we're all over the place. And, and so many um, different platforms of uh, podcasts, Google, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So you can find us pretty much anywhere. And I'd like to thank the um, Rock Show uh, group page, which, Jesus gross facebook every day i gotta approve new members <laughs> yeah yeah it's great it's doing very well it's doing uh, very well yeah um also i know you mentioned in the beginning uh, our bulgarian fans okay i'm sure some of you out there love nina hoggett if you're watching thank you very much uh we've been top 40 in bulgaria the last couple of months right yeah and in france we were 57 <laughs> oh that i didn't know okay great Great. Uh, so our <laughs> European fans might be watching this because Nina Hagen is is still pretty big in Europe. Just hit subscribe and like and leave comments. Thank you very much. We appreciate you listening. And remember, don't get drunk. Get lumped up. We'll see you next time. Take care, people. <laughs>